Parsha Shemois begins Ve'ele Shemois, and these are the names of the Bnei Yisrael who entered Mitzrayim. The Medish points out that not adopting Egyptian names was one of the three merits for which the Jewish people were redeemed from Mitzrayim. In fact, the five letters that comprise the word Yisrael contain the first letter of the names of all of the Ovois and the Imois. A Jewish name is not random or arbitrary, not merely a conglomeration of letters, but rather it reveals the essence and the characteristic of that person. The Rabbeinu Bachai says that Adam Marishan looked into the essence of every creature and named it accordingly. The donkey, for example, is characterized by carrying heavy physical burdens. So in Hebrew, the donkey is named Chamor, from the root Chomer, materialism. Contrast this with English, where the word donkey doesn't reveal anything about the essence of a donkey. Same with a person's name. When Leah named her fourth son Yehuda from the word Oida, Leah wanted to express her thanks to Hashem. A Jewish name is not only descriptive, but also predictive. The Riyah Kaddish says that a name, even its numerical value, can tell you about the nature of that person. Neshama contains the word Shem, name, demonstrating the link between a person's soul and their name. A name has an impact on the very essence, the identity and the destiny of a person. We know that Alpi Kabbalah, although prophecy no longer exists, however, there's one exception. We are imbued with Ruach HaKodesh when we name our children. The name that we select is invariably the true description and the spiritual essence of that child. A Jewish name is so powerful, it establishes a lifeline to Yiddishkeit that continues to connect, even if one renounces everything else. It is a chain that affirms a bond between generations and reminds those who have deviated from tradition that they are not only Jewish, but they can always return home. Rabbi Yitzchak Zilberstein Schlitter relates this following incredible story. A non-observant Jewish physician who worked in the LA hospital was on the scene when the paramedics brought in a man who apparently suffered a heart attack. Someone walking had discovered the man lying on the street. The doctor and his team worked on him for half an hour. Then they declared him dead. It was so sad because they had no idea about his identity or his next of kin. Suddenly the doctor noticed the quote-unquote dead man move his hand slightly. At first, he thought it was a reflex, but then he noticed other parts of his body begin to move. He immediately removed the sheet covering and, to his utter shock and disbelief, saw that the patient was very much alive. He immediately began heart compressions, but the patient raised his hand and motioned him to stop. The patient looked up at the doctor and said, Is your name Chaim Meir? And the doctor almost passed out. That was his Hebrew name, but no one called him by that name. No one was even aware that he had a Hebrew name. Only his elderly grandmother called him Chaimer. The patient then asked, Dr. Chaimer, do you put on film every day? And he said, no. Well, starting today, I command you to put on film every single day. The patient continued, do you observe the laws of Kashras? The doctor answered, no. As of today, you must begin observing Kashras. And with that, the patient closed his eyes and passed away. The doctor was obviously shaken up, but convinced himself that it was just an aberration. A few days passed, and he related the incident to some of his colleagues, who, like him, were also non-observant. As he related the story, questions began to form in his mind. How does a man return from the dead and act very much alive? And how did the patient know what my Hebrew name was? And what merit did I have to be the subject of such an incredible, miraculous revelation? 
The doctor continued on with his life as usual. However, one thought continuously disturbed him, to the point where he could not get it out of his mind. Is your name Chaim Meir? Those words kept on repeating themselves over and over and over again. They continued to haunt him all of the time. One day, a well-known Rav was a patient in the hospital, and this doctor examined him. The Rav tells him, Doctor, I see that something is troubling you. The doctor opened up, revealing the incident that had occurred on that fateful day. The Rav tells him, You must have a very special schos to be worthy of such an encounter. You were sent a message from heaven. Don't ignore it. As soon as he heard that, the doctor slowly started his journey back until he became a complete Balchuva. He said, What ultimately brought me back to Yiddishkeit was that man referring to me by my Hebrew name. It connected me to my observant grandparents. Chaim Meir, the name that was given to him through Ruach HaKodesh, is what ultimately connected him back to his Jewish roots. Names are a book. They tell a story. The story of our spiritual potential, as well as our life's mission. Chazal say that when we complete our years on this earth and face heavenly judgment, one of the most powerful questions we will be asked is, What is your name? And did you live up to that potential? The Medish Tanchuma says, A man is known by three names. The name by which his father and mother call him. The name by which other people call him. The most important name is is the one that he earns for himself. Every time a person performs a good deed, they add to their good name. At the beginning of life, we are given a name. And at the end of life, a good name is all that we take with us. The mission in Ave says, Shem Toiv, a good name, is Oila Al Gabehen, stands above everything else. We can't control the name that we were given, but through our behavior and character, we decide the name and reputation we leave behind. And now, we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.